The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Well, joining us on the show today, our man on the ground in uh, Hawke's Bay. He's been doing a wonderful job covering the uh, disaster down there since Cyclone uh, Gabriel. Adam Pearce ended me reporter. Morning, Adam. G'day. You've had uh, fine weather the past uh, week or so, so it's given people a chance to, to, to clean up. What's the latest situation down there at the moment regarding power, first off? Yeah, well, we've still got thousands. I think the last count that I heard was about between ten and 15,000 uh, without wow. power, mainly in nature. Uh, and obviously that, um, that includes people uh, in town, but a lot of, obviously, rural communities out there that, um, that just don't have any power to, to do anything and they're relying on generators to, to get by. We uh, I saw some pictures last night uh, from Napier. The CBD in Napier itself, it really is, is A-OK there, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's recovering. I mean, it's it's not um, not as uh, hit hard as the likes of East Valley and and others that you go further out west of Napier. So things are starting to get back into the into the groove. Like you say, the weather is um, is actually perfect. I'm just in Napier at the moment. You can't see a cloud for for anything. So it's it's amazing to see that the weather has has returned to, to some kind of uh, summer type. But um, it, it will still be a, a tough few days and weeks and months, obviously, for those people that are trying to recover from what's happened. It must be heartbreaking, uh, you as a reporter, going to areas like Esk Valley, and that was just virtually destroyed, wasn't it? How difficult was that for you? Oh, look, I, I don't want to make too much about what, um, you know, how tough it was for me. It's been unimaginably tough, uh, more tough for others. Uh, but yes, I mean, I'm from Hawke's Bay. Uh, you know, I've got family in rural communities, and, and to see how tough they're doing it, particularly when... You know, there's there's more that could be done from uh, the likes of civil defence and others, uh, particularly for those isolated communities. It definitely is hard to see, but uh, you just you, you once again, it's an opportunity to appreciate just how resilient and how how just amazing Kiwis are when they've got a job to do and their neighbours are in trouble. It's just it, it is unbelievable to see. Getting around the area at the moment is it still difficult with roads washed out and closed? Yeah, so uh, myself and uh, photographer Mike Scott, we looked looked to head out to Rizington and Partoka the other day. We had to drive down to where the bridge, the Rizington Bridge, had washed out, catch a boat across the river and then walk up the hill and then hopefully we managed to get a ride with someone into Rizington and and Partoka. So there are certainly some transport challenges uh, and... Uh, they're being overcome with, you know, the the likes of communities just pulling together and trying to to find alternatives. But um, it's really those those transport networks and communication is uh, is really difficult the further the further out you go. We've been hearing a lot about uh, about the lawlessness and uh, so on. Have you heard or seen much of that going on? Yeah, a couple of comments here that I'd like to make. I mean, obviously people are feeling uh, unsafe at the moment, and that's that's totally acceptable okay and i think there are a lot of rumors out there the one thing that i would say is that yes they are just rumors you know we hear all sorts of different rumors all over the place you know varieties of of different stories that that have just gone you know to have have developed through chinese whispers so what i would say is just don't don't believe it on face value just wait i know it's frustrating but wait until we get official information but also you know we hear from the prime minister that you know, the, there is no state of lawlessness, that there isn't this incredible amount of crime. For me, it's about the appearance of it, really. If, if people want to feel safe, you need to make sure that they feel safe. So I think more needs to be done there, if I'm honest.
Certainly the country's getting right behind you with our Red Cross appeal, I think up to over $5 million already. You've got the Army and the Navy there now flying helicopters in and so on. So you're getting plenty of support. What's the one thing they need down there at the moment? Is there any one thing? It's a variety of things, but I think as as we've kind of reported on over the last couple of days, that much of the the response has been focused on the immediate rescue, and that's totally warranted. You know, we've needed to get people who are stuck in homes, who are in, in desperate need, out and and into safe areas. But now, at the moment, we really just need to disperse resources out to those rural areas, out to the isolated communities that really haven't seen anyone, and it's been a week since the cyclone hit. So. Really, now I hope that we can just, that civil defence and those other emergency responders can just go as far and wide as they can, delivering fuel, food and water, because particularly fuel, uh, though they're trying to run generators, they're trying to fuel up tractors Mm. to clear roads, it's all getting low, so that's, that's a real need out there. Adam, thank you for joining us today. Our thoughts are with you guys down there doing a great job. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate.